Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello there and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with my friends at OleOle.com. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I'm not really in an Arscasting mood today. I've been sitting here all day going, must start the Arscast, gotta start the Arscast. Yep, gonna start the Arscast, I'll just have one more game of Dolphin Olympics. Yep, that's what I'll do. Now I'll just uh, read those emails, oh I'll send a couple of emails. Well, I think I'll uh, go to the toilet. I'm doing anything uh, apart from starting the arsecast. Sometimes you just feel a bit, you know, arsecasted out of it. Sort of like if you had, you know, sausages and chips every day for your dinner. After a while, you get tired of sausages and chips for your dinner. You want something different for your dinner. Well, it's not quite the same, because if it was something different, it would just mean I do something different with the arsecast, but I can't even be arse doing that. So something different would be nothing, but nothing isn't actually something, so it's not something different at all. Hmm. So that's where we are with it. But seeing as I've started now, I'll probably, you know, finish. It would seem rude not to. What's going to happen between now and the end of it, I don't really know. We should have uh, a conversation in a little while uh, with a Manchester United fan ahead of tomorrow's big game. Uh, he was on the Arsecast uh, last year. Uh, he's a journalist here in, in Dublin. And the reason I asked him back is because last year we won both games against Manchester United, having had him on the Arsecast. After that, uh, I don't really know. Um, no beer of the week this week because um, I just haven't got one. It's four o'clock in the afternoon and it's a bit, you know, uh, early to be drinking beer, even even for an Irishman. So it's it's coffee of the week. Just regular black coffee, though. None of that fancy mocha, choca, latte, half-calf, decaf bollocks that you get in fucking places like Starbucks, where you go and spend fucking five euros on a... Who goes to those places? Why do people go to those places? Yes, they have relatively comfortable chairs, and I only know that from looking in. But, you know, I was in Starbucks once. When I was in Berlin for a couple of weeks, when I was living in Spain, I was in Berlin... Uh, yeah, I was. I had to go to Berlin to do some work thing. I was there for a couple of weeks. You might remember if you read the blog at that stage. But uh, one day we went to um, this Starbucks uh, overlooking the Brandenburg Gate. Talk about the perfect fusion of history and modern life there, eh? And I went in and all the people ahead of me were ordering chocomoca blah, blah, blah things. And I ordered a black coffee. Because, you, you know, generally you can't go to... It was disgusting. Fucking horrible thing. 
Horrible thing. Anyway, um, that's what's going on here. Uh, a little bit later on, I've thought of one thing that's coming up. Uh, a little bit later on, I've got a chance for you to win a scarf. It's getting to that time of year again where the weather is turning a little bit cold and you need something to keep your neck warm. And what would be better to keep your neck warm than a scarf? Certainly a shoe wouldn't keep your neck as warm as a scarf. That would be the best thing. Uh, or a blanket. It would be too big. It would keep the whole of your body warm. So a scarf seems to be the ideal thing to tie around your neck. It's evolved over the years uh, to become the quintessential around-neck garment. Uh, it is, of course, thanks to my good pals at SavileRogue.com. It's a fine cashmere football scarf. Uh, and you can win one a little bit later on. I'll give you a, a question and an email address to send to, um, and I'll announce the winner on next week's Arscast. So stay tuned for that. Right, so let's uh, look back on what happened since the last Arscast. Uh, Liverpool on Sunday, uh, a 1-1 draw, uh, a fairly good 1-1 draw, considering we were uh, a goal behind uh, very early on. Uh, poor wall, you have to say. And uh, Steven Gerrard's uh, shot would have been complete crap if the wall hadn't moved. It would have just hit people in the knees, wouldn't it? Um, the wall moves and it goes in and people start hailing Gerrard as some kind of a, a genius. Yeah, well, I mean, I can I can kick a ball like that. The wall gets out of the way. Chances are I'll score too. Uh, it could have been better, I suppose. Uh, Bentner missed a chance late on. Sesk hit the post. Uh, and Sesk it was who, who got the, uh, the equalizing goal. People said it was our first real test of the season. And I suppose uh, it was our first uh, game against one of the big, uh, the, the other uh, top four teams. Not, not our first test, though. I wouldn't have thought. Spurs away, no matter how bad they are, is always uh, a difficult game. And we came through that with flying colors. Sevilla at home, uh, our quality side. Uh, and, and we beat them quite comfortably as well. So, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't hold to that view that it was our first test, but uh, certainly we showed a great deal of character coming back uh, from a goal down at Anfield, and certainly um, Liverpool can count themselves reasonably fortunate uh, to get away with just, uh, just uh, a point there. Midweek saw more Carling Cup action, some fringe players getting in on the act against Sheffield United, a team that beat us in the league at Bramall Lane last season. Uh, the difference between Brian Robson's team and uh, Neil Warnock's team is, is quite obvious. Um, Warnock's team was crap but spirited. This team is crap and, you know, they don't give a shit. It looked like uh, we played them off the park. It was like we were uh, playing a Sunday league team at times. Um, some very good performances in there. Uh, certainly Diara at right back uh, impressed, uh, and he could be pushing for a first-team place. Uh, Eduardo obviously got in on the act with two uh, two very good goals. The first goal was a screamer. The second goal, a, a quality finish. Danielson, after being uh, told, you know, that he'll get his chances, he made the manager aware of what he can do. Um Walcott again, good. Just fantastic overall team performance. There was the issue over the captaincy, which we've sort of addressed on the blog, but it's a strange situation. Uh, whatever's going on with Gilberto at the moment, there is something happening, obviously, uh, for him not to be made captain last night. Uh, Arsene Wenger can say what he wants about him being the leader on the pitch. We know that. Um, and we know that's uh, that's going to happen because of his seniority, because of his age, because of his leadership. But for him not to have the captain's armband last night was was really weird, I thought. Um, so uh, we'll have to just wait and see what happens there. But he got on with his job and, and did it very well. And all in all, you would have to say, since Sunday, uh, the game against Liverpool and Sheffield United, uh, it just keeps our season ticking over, motoring on, and it's good progress uh, ahead of the Manchester United game uh, tomorrow. 
And speaking of that game, I suppose now is as good a time as any to talk to our Manchester United fan guest on the Arscast. Uh, hello, Brian. Hello. Um, we spoke to you last season on the Arscast, and um, uh, I think you were a good look uh, charm for us because we beat you twice. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that. That was um, last January when we played in the Emirates. That was... Uh, that was like a severe kick in the ghoulies. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched that game with an Arsenal supporting friend of mine, and there is nothing worse than a friend trying to be polite as he jumps around the place and <laughs> trying not to insult you. But uh, yeah, that was that was a sickener because we deserved we deserved something from that game. Sure. Um, the one earlier in the season, one nil. Yeah, that was just a smashing grab. But yeah, the one in the Emirates was a real, real <laughs> sickener. But was- you know. Uh, we went on to win the league, so you well, know these things have a silver lining. That's it. I was going to say you had the you had the last laugh. Um, was it? Were you a bit surprised at, at how well you did last season and 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 ending up as champions? Yeah, uh, in a word, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, with, with with Chelsea, the way they they've been playing the last three years, you you just automatically assume that it's their title to lose. Uh, obviously, they had a. Uh, well, for Chelsea, a serious wobble around Christmas when they had those two home draws, uh, and they just dropped they dropped a few points. But United, we just put together a really good, consistent uh, uh, run of form. We uh, we were top of the league from October through till May, so you know that's pretty consistent. So uh, we deserved it in the end. Uh, I was much more confident going into the start of this season than the start of last season, and then of course this the start of this season was. A complete disaster in terms of two draws and getting beaten by the bitter blues, which yeah. was uh, completely against the run of the game. But um, since then, that's just been great. We've actually we've played second fiddle to Arsenal because uh, you know we've won eight in the bounce. And I think you've won ten uh, or something like that. But mm. you know, Arsenal are playing the better football. But United are still playing really well. You know, four four games, four goals in each game of the last four games. It's been really good. So this, it's very rare, I think, in, in football that you get a, a game coming at a time where two teams are really scoring for fun and not conceding many. So that's why Saturday could be, I don't know, could be something special. Or it could be a could complete be. load of crap as well, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I talked to you on Monday and it'll be nil all and it'll just be shite, but you never know. You live in hope. You yeah. live in hope. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the point I was going to make to you, you know, that the, the two teams are probably playing the, the best football in England at the moment. We'll we'll forget about Chelsea's fluke 6-0 because, you know, yeah. Shevchenko scored in that, so it was obviously, you know, something strange is <laughs> yeah. happening in, in the world. Um, what about the signings that, that you brought in during the summer? Um, the two boys from Portugal, um, even though one of them's Brazilian, there was Nani and Anderson. Uh, how have they settled in are they beginning to to look like they're in any way value for money because it was huge money they you spent on well it. i think that's a bit of a misnomer because the, the 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 money the money that's been paid and the money that might be paid are two completely different things everyone right. reports about the money that might be paid which is a lot but united haven't paid that money that's based on appearances and trophies won okay. so they, they've only paid a fraction of that money but having said that um they're doing okay. They're doing okay. You know, they were bought for the future. They weren't bought for this season. It just happens that with, with injuries and everything that, that they're get, they're beginning to get games. Um, they didn't look that impressive early on, but then most of the team didn't look that impressive early on. But they're beginning to bet in, you know. Um, 
so pretty pretty hopeful. Skulls obviously is out now for a few months, so so those two boys are going to get their are going to start appearing more and more. Um, Tevez, of course, uh, started slowly as well, um, but he seems to have found his rhythm and form in the last couple of games with Rooney. They seem to be really starting to fire off each other. Uh, I think they've scored 10 goals between them in the last six games, wow. so that could be really a, a partnership to uh, to savor over the next the next few seasons. Because um, they're like they're broadly similar, the same kind of size, same pace, so. You'd think they wouldn't work well together, but they seem to be doing. They seem to be doing pretty well. As uh, the goal that Rooney Arteva scored on Saturday, with Rooney setting it up with the back heel flick, you know that was mm. that was pretty special. So uh, yeah, new guys settling in. Um, it's amazing with a football team. You know, the, 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 they, the changes can be subtle, like you know. But then you look back and you say four years ago, and there's only maybe two or three lads still playing from a team. You know from a team four years ago so uh it's constantly evolving constantly changing but um yeah it's exciting it's sure exciting. i mean i think arsenal fans can uh, appreciate that you know the, the, yeah. the players that we've lost over the last uh, three or four seasons you look back and you go wow how can anybody cope with those um i suppose what we're seeing now maybe is a, a little bit of a, a revival of the of the the rivalry that was between united and arsenal which was based obviously uh, on the football that the two teams are playing because mm-hmm. for a long time they were the only two teams that looked capable of, of winning the league. So there was that football rivalry which seems to be coming back now because Arsenal are United having gone through a period of transition and, and Arsenal as well having gone through a period of transition have now come out the other side and, and are, 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 uh, are, are back to, not back to the top again, but you know they're, they're looking to challenge for the title. The other rivalry that we had, obviously, down the years was based on was based on personalities, where you had clashes of of personality, uh, obviously between the the managers and then between players. Um, nobody likes Van Nistelrooy. You had Keane and Vieira getting it on. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to kick Gary Neville. Can you see maybe in in these two teams uh, head to heads that that might uh, evolve over the next couple of seasons? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and just in respect to uh, Gary Neville, you and your uh, listeners might be interested to know that uh, United Reserves beat Stockport six one last night, and Gary made his comeback. So you oh, never fantastic. know; he might be sorry. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be back <laughs> for uh, another few Arsenal games before he retires. Hopefully, head to head. Yeah, I well, that's the problem. We're comparing Vieira and Keane, and there's there's nothing like that, you know. I think Van Persie likes to get a good kick in, so mm. who who would he go up against? I don't know. Uh, maybe Rooney. Um, mm. But no, I, I head to head, nothing in the classic, the classic sense of the 1990s. Uh, that famous picture of uh, Martin Keown and Ruud van Nistelrooy after yeah. he missed the penalty. Uh, the uh, the scrap in '91, 21 players booked, I think. That was a good one. An all-time record. Uh, so yeah, there's been some really tasty yeah dust ups between Arsenal and United over the years. Um, I hate talking about you know uh, no British players and teams because I just think it's a lot of bollocks. But like foreigners, I don't know. I don't think they square up as much as the old the old classic. Uh, you know, even obviously Roy Keane was Irish, but like you know the if you, for want of a better term, the British the British mentality. But um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you? Who do you see? Yeah, obviously Rooney is somebody that 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 
you know, could uh, provoke provoke fights, I suppose. But I don't know, maybe because Vieira and Keane were, were just probably the two best midfield players in, in the world at that stage, I think. Um, you know, playing directly head to head against each other. I think when you look at yeah, somebody the like two best teams, yeah, yeah. You, you look at somebody well, like. Do you think? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you think Rooney's a dirty player? No, but I think he's he's capable of being a an annoying little cunt, you know, um, and just a bit of a he, he can wind people up, you know. So he'll he'll get in people's face. Certainly, he's not as mouthy as he used to be, but he's got one of those faces now. Yeah, yeah, the potato head kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. sort of. And I can see where you're coming from with Van Persie as well. He's a little bit spiky, you know. The Dutch are yeah, are, are great technically, but you know they like to get a few digs in as well. So. That's a pity Lehman's gone as well. I always thought the mad German was great, great value for money. He's just gone too he's, mad. He's, he's going to get kicked out, is he? I, I would imagine that he'll probably leave in January if he wants to if he wants to play in the uh, the Euro two thousand and two thousand and eight. So uh, unless we have some kind of an injury crisis, I, I don't see him getting uh, back in. Um, no, he's one of the last great characters. Yeah, let's finish it up and just see. Um, do you want to make a prediction, or or are you confident, or? Jesus, yeah, that's a good one. Um, am I confident? Yeah, I am because we've won eight in a row. Mm. Um, but that, that's because you must be really confident as well. So yeah. I don't know. Look, how can you predict this? It's, it's. Uh, I don't know. United have conceded four or five goals. I think Arsenal haven't conceded that many either. No. So two good defenses, but coming up against two attacks that are scoring for fun, as I said earlier. So does that mean they're gonna, <laughs> they're going to cancel each other out? I don't know. The one thing pisses me off about this game is it's on a quarter to one on a Saturday afternoon, which yeah. is a ridiculous time. I hate matches played at that time. Um, the atmosphere is never as good, but you know, maybe considering it's Arsenal United, that won't matter. Uh, prediction, two all. Okay, that's not bad. I'm not going to predict anything. I might jinx it. So. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm being a bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. Listen, thanks very much. And um, you know, if I, if uh, Arsenal win this one, we'll we'll talk to you before the next United game. You probably won't. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers.
Thank you to Brian, my Manchester United supporting friend, uh, who will appear on the Arsecast again, whether he likes it or not. I'll, I'll find a way. If Arsenal win tomorrow, we will know. That has got nothing to do with Arsene Wenger, nothing to do with the players, nothing to do with how badly Manchester United might play. It's going to be entirely down to his appearance on the Arsecast. Of course, he'll refuse to take any more phone calls from me, but I'll find a way. I'll record him surreptitiously. I'll bug his house. Or invade his dreams, something. Anyway, we'll see. Thanks again, Brian. Uh, and bad luck tomorrow. Uh, on the way, details of how you can win yourself a Savile Rogue scarf, a red and white cashmere scarf, and very nice it is too. Uh, that's coming up in a while. Uh, now, though, details of how you can win yourself a trip to Tokyo, which is pretty awesome. So if you're the type of person that's doing nothing in the next while, and you've got plenty of time to start a blog, and you've got time to go to Tokyo in uh, December, all you need to do is sign up with oleole.com, if you haven't already signed up with oleole.com, start a blog on the site, uh, then all you do is you submit your blog into the competition, get people to vote for you, and uh, the judges will start looking at the blogs, they'll whittle it down to uh, 10 and then they'll decide on two who will get a uh, trip to Tokyo, Japan, for the FIFA World Club Cup 2007. Uh, teams include AC Milan and Boca Juniors. You get flights, accommodation, and and press access to the tournament. So you can go uh, behind the scenes, talk to the players, uh, and do all that funky good stuff. So all you need to do is click on to www.oleole.com, and you'll see a big banner there. Ole Ole's Tokyo Blogging Contest 2007. Click on that, you get all the details you need, the rules, regulations, and all the other guff and flapdoodle uh, that's necessary for you to enter that competition. And now, though, the man in the bar. Hello, I'm the man in the bar, and I'm the brother of the man in the bar. I'm the fella that they keep in the attic. They came up to feed me earlier, and guess who's in the attic now? Ha ha ha. Just think of me as a character in a sitcom that gets changed at the end of a series. Like in Roseanne, where they had the blonde girl. And then they got the blonde girl from Scrubs. And then they got the other blonde girl back again. <laughs> I have to do the player history. And I had a look at all the ones he done. The bastard chose all the good ones already, didn't he? <laughs> but I got one for you. You don't worry about that. This fella comes from a land as strange and make-believe as Narnia. Or Never Neverland. <laughs> it's called Wales. The only way you can get to Wales is by climbing down the middle of a volcano. <laughs> That's why most Welsh people have dark hair, because it's all been burned over the generations. <laughs> this fella didn't have dark hair though. It was more volcano coloured. His name was John Hartson. <laughs> and he signed from Luton Town in 1995. He did score some goals for Arsenal, most memorably in the Cup Winners' Cup final, uh, when that fella Naeem scored the winner from nearly the halfway line. Uh -huh. 
But when Arsene Wenger took over at Arsenal, he decided he liked footballers who were good at football and not eating and drinking. And no matter how hard he tried, Arsene couldn't understand a word that Hartson said. That crazy Welsh dialect confuses even the most cunning of linguists. <laughs> he sold him on to West Ham, where he became famous for kicking Israeli people in the head. <laughs> and then he went to Scotland, where he had haggis until the day that he died. <laughs> the man in the bar will be back next week if I decide to let him out of the attic and to let him live. <laughs> How very odd. You expect one voice and get a completely different voice. Ah, uh, the man in the bar, I I suppose, and I hope, will be back on, on next week's Arscast. Now, I told you I was going to give you a chance to win a scarf, and I wasn't lying. I would never lie to you. Not really. Uh, but I do have a scarf to give away. In fact, I've got one this week, one next week, and one the week after. So make sure you stick around and uh, tune into the Arscast to find out how you can win them. Uh, to win this week's scarf, all you've got to do is answer uh, a, a question, which is how most quizzes work. I ask a question, you answer it. Say, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, last season... Arsenal beat Manchester United twice, away at Old Trafford and at home at Ashburton Grove. In the 1997-98 season, we also beat Manchester United twice, 3-2 at home and 1-0 away uh, in Old Trafford. What I want are the scorers of the winning goals for Arsenal in both those games. Who scored the winning goal at Highbury and who scored the winning goal at Old Trafford? Email your answer to scarf at arseblog.com that is scarf at arseblog.com and uh, I'll pick out the winner live on next week's show well not live I'll pick it out while I'm recording it and you know, do their old ra random number thing so um, yeah do that scarf at arseblog.com tell me the w the uh, scores of the winning goals in the 97-98 season um, what else has been happening this week uh Nothing. So, uh, here's, here's this guy. Hello everyone, it's me, Arsene Wenger Hawkins. No doubt you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, there's something different about him. You are, aren't you? Did you get your haircut? You might say. No, I giggle. Is that a new suit? You would ask. It is not, I would reply. Are you wearing new spectacles? No, same old four-eyed cunt I always was. What is it, then? I just can't put my finger on it, would be your final question. I would just wait a few moments, give you a little wink, and drool downwards a bit. You'd think it was just regular drool, but it's drool that's pointing at something. Down. 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 Yeah, boy. That's it. I got myself some brand new wheels, and these wheels come with the latest version of the Macintosh operating system, which gives me the kind of voice you can make dirty phone calls with, and the ladies would only complain after a little while, because at first they'd be all turned on by my sexy vocals and touching themselves and stuff. You know how ladies are when computers talk to them. 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to do not to 60 in 14 minutes, which means I can get to Manchester within 23 hours, which means I can get to Alex Ferguson's house while he is in London, then flip myself out of the chair and do a shit in the middle of his bed. Then using the fantastic new time machine feature I can simply make myself get back in the chair and return home before anyone has a chance to catch me. Oh yes. And welcome back to the Oscast. Uh, we of course will return with uh, Arsene Wenger Hawkins on another show. Now, uh, looking ahead to the weekend's game. Yeah, we'll go on. We look ahead to the weekend's game against uh, Manchester United because that's about uh, all there is left to talk about. Um, we know what the rivalry's been like and we touched on it in the conversation with Brian and it hasn't been the same um, over the last couple of years because, um, like we said, United were in transition, then Arsenal were in transition and then we had the emergence of Chelsea who sort of came along and spoiled everything. Horrible blue Russian cunts. Uh, but it looks like it looks like United have built a team that's going to be around and challenging for the next few years, and Arsenal are doing very much the same. Um, as the table stands, we're top uh, on goal difference due to goals scored at home. Uh, the uh, Manchester United defence is as tight as anything. They've only conceded four goals in the league all season. Arsenal seven. Uh, even if United win that most horrible of uh, scenarios, um, we can go back to the top uh, because we've got a game in hand. They've played 11 games and we've uh, only played 10. However, we don't really want to think about that, so we won't think about that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those games, I think. Whether it's a classic, uh, a classic game of football or not, I don't know, but it has m- more than any game in the, last, uh, in the last couple of seasons between us got this little bit of an edge to it now because of the way both teams have, uh, have started the season. Our team lineup will be interesting. Only Van Persie and Sanderos are missing due to injury. Whether or not we play with uh, uh, 4-4-2 remains to be seen. We'll Will Eduardo go into the team after his uh, exploits in midweek against Sheffield United? Or will the manager see him as somebody who can come off the bench? Um, it'd be interesting. I think we play 4-4-2 for sure if Van Persie was fit. So it, maybe he could stick Eduardo in there with Adi Bayor. Uh, on the right-hand side of midfield, uh, it would be Kleb, I suppose, and uh, Rosicki on the left. Uh, or if he plays Hleb in behind uh, Adi Bayor in a sort of 4-4-1-1, and then we might see Ebue on the right-hand side, but I think I would prefer to see Diara. Uh, he looked fantastic, I have to say, against Sheffield United. I, I didn't see the Carling Cup game against Newcastle, but people were, were, uh, were raving about him as well. And he looks a really no-nonsense sort of a player. Uh, very strong defensively, uh, likes to get forward, is good on the ball, and he's much quicker than I thought he would be. There was one stage he took off down the wing to chase a ball uh, in the first half, and I was shocked at, at just how quick he was. So maybe Diara on the right-hand side, if he decides that 4-1-1 formation is the way to go with Fleb in behind uh, Adi Bayor. So uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting and fun and nail-biting. And, of course, in this household, Mrs. Bloggs is is a United fan, sort of, sort of. She leans more towards Arsenal these days from the point of view that it suits her better if Arsenal win. If Arsenal lose, then I go around grumping around the place, and if Arsenal win, then I'm as happy as anything and much more obliging in every respect. Yeah, that means I'll, you know, put the bins out and... What did you think I was talking about? Filthmongers, all of you. 
Um, so that's it. We better keep our fingers crossed for uh, a good result and a good performance from the boys. Uh, they're more than capable of doing it. Um, so until next week's Irishcast, talk to you all next week on the blog. Take it easy. Bye. Is that Gary Neville? Yeah. Right, I'm calling from a website called uh, irisblog.com and uh, ahead of the game this weekend, obviously we, we want to know from you, uh, does it really burn that, you know, you can't grow a proper moustache? Who the fuck are you? I already told you who I was. I'm from a website called irisblog.com. Are you thick or something? Anyway, look, I'm just wondering, you know, I've seen I've seen Russian women with better moustaches than you. That must really hurt. Yeah, and who the fuck have you got my number off? Tony Adams. Who's Tony Adams? Hey, uh, you know, one of the best defenders of all time, England captain. You, you know that fella. Shut up, you fucking dick. Here it is. That's my moustache, little cunt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.